0: Yes, sir. And welcome to the Road to Damascus, where it's not about the road, it's about the journey. And I want to thank you all for listening to another episode of Road to Damascus. I'm your host, Brock Hendricks. And before I introduce the people that's going to help me navigate this show, let me tell you how you could participate. You could participate by reaching us via email. That's Road to Damascus. That's Road the number two, damascus at iCloud.com. Or you can reach us via social media. We are on Twitter, Instagram, as well as TikTok. And that's at Road to Damascus. That's Road to number two, Damascus. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Tell us how much you like the show. Tell us how much you don't like this show. But we love any feedback you may have. And we will be doing stuff on the socials coming very, very soon. And now, on to the show. We have, uh, we have uh, the man, the myth, the legend. He has returned two weeks in a row. This might be uh, since early on. This might be a record for you because it's been a long time since you've done back to back shows. But y'all know him, the one, the only, Steph. Say what's up to the people. Steph. What's
1: going on? I had to come back in here for church, you know. So, so uh, this is this is this is my Sunday right here.
0: Well, we we appreciate you uh, gracing us with your presence. And now, do 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 do. Your champion, no, just like they used to do the introduction, like Mason, b b b b b b no. The one, the only, the wise one, the sage, the great and powerful, the oracle of Detroit. You know her, I know her, we all know her as the one, the only, the rabbi. Say what's up to the people rabbi, say what's up to the people. What's
2: up everybody? Good
0: about to, to get the, back in the house. About to do that chuncy, Phillips bup, 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 introduction for you. Maybe next time I'm going to get a whole, <laughs> <which one laughs> I'm about Don't to introduce it. you? You think I won't? I know you, th-
2: you will. I have to take you on the road.
0: <laughs> be your hype man and introduce you. So how's everybody doing today? Everybody doing well? Doing pretty good. good. That's good. That's good. So today's topic, today's show. Spicy, muy Caliente. Um, I would say, Shonda, it's always been there. But I would say over the last, would you say, 10 to 15 years, it is really starting to really get prominent within the church where we've had a, a infiltration, infestation, whatever term you want to use, of mysticism, new ageism witchcraft all of those isms and wisdoms that has seeped its way into the church um you know kind of I mean we all kind of grew up being young um oh what's what's your sign I'm this I'm that and you don't really think anything about it until you really start to understand the control and the power and the and the beliefs that that can pump into your system so um that's what we're going to be diving into today, mysticisms and astrology and all of the witchcraft and the way that they have um, infiltrated the church. So, Rabbi, I'm going to start with you. What has your experience been um, when it comes to the mysticism, the horoscopes, the 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 new ageism that has been infiltrating the church the last, prominently the last 15 to 20 years?
2: Uh, you know, I I think I think people are just looking for answers. Um, people are are lost, and they are seeing all these changes in the world. They are experiencing, um, probably the greatest example of cognitive dissonance we have ever seen in our time. And and they're looking for answers, and they're reaching and fishing for these answers, um, however they can get them. So they are consulting horoscopes and reaching out to people who say that they can, you know, see and hear beyond, you know, they're trying to get answers from people who have gone on, you know, and trust me, the answers you get not going to help you understand what, what you cannot know until you get there, but people are looking for answers. Um, it is sad that they are seeking answers in, in these places. Um, you know witchcraft has been around for so long um it is mentioned even even in the bible and the issue with it is that it is an attempt to control and manipulate and so anyone attempting to control or manipulate you are operating in in witchcraft um now you know personally um i don't consult horoscopes or anything like that but I am familiar with the zodiac I'm familiar with my own sign I have read um, what is said about people who are my particular sign. I do believe there's a connection between us and the heavens because we were all created by the same by the same God. okay you know so I believe that there is a connection. I believe that the heavenly bodies has an effect or an influence on us. If the moon controls the ocean and how far inland it can come, you can only come this far and go, and go back, why wouldn't I believe that it would also influence my moods at some times with the shaping or the size of the moon? The quarter moon has an effect. The half moon has an effect. The full moon has an effect. So we are not disconnected from these things, but we are not to be controlled by these things either.
0: Okay, okay. We definitely uh, get to dive into that. Steph,
2: I think
1: um, a lot of it is just uh, metrics of understanding and people try to use those for easily recognizable um, traits and they try to put people in a box. Like I've also done the same thing. Most people ask me like, hey, what's your sign? I tell them my sign. They're like, oh, Libra men, huh? This (laughs) and that. And they're like, wait, you probably got a little Capricorn tendency or whatever they say. And it's like, huh? (laughs) No, 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 as my growth – uh, and God is God continues to transform me and uh, evolve me because I like to say my growth and my maturity. God is the author of my growth and my maturity. Mm-hmm. Some of my traits can't be easily recognizable within my said horoscope. So, Absolutely.
0: well, but, but now you said that you identify as what? <laughs>
1: He's a non non-signary.
0: <laughs> You're non signary?
1: Yeah, non-cienary. Yeah, so that a-
0: means you don't have any sound believing signs. I'm yeah, not a honor that. Hey, I will respect that. Yeah. We will respect that you are non signary.
3: Yeah.
0: So, so the church. Um, so doing the research for this topic, um, it was amazing to me the amount of literature that is available that tries to Im- Im- wed mm-hmm. Christianity with New Ageism. We'll just we'll lump this all in together as New Ageism and so I'll lump it together as New Ageism and Witchcraft, because those would be different. But everything okay. else will fall under the mysticisms and everything will fall under New Age. But um, so one of the, the resources I came across was a book by a young lady named uh, Brittany Mueller, and her book was called The Contemplative Tarot, <laughs> and it was about um, mixing Christianity with tarot cards and how she left the faith, got into tarot, and she's gotten back into faith, but how she still uses tarot cards as a guide and a help every morning. And Her book is to help people better understand how the cards and the tarots and things can help them. So when you start to hear people be so cavalier rabbi about the parallels, you know, even a book like the secret, when you, when you heard about the book, the secret, the things that it talks about was basically Christian adjacent without Christ. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, why you make that face, but I'm saying Christian adjacent without Christ.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. So Is it because a lot of these things are Christian adjacent that it's been so easy for it to infiltrate the church?
2: I'm I'm going to be real blunt.
0: All right, be blunt is
2: it is because smoky. One, people are ignorant and two, people don't have a real relationship with God. Because I have a, a genuine relationship with you there are some things that I know about you to be true. There's no substitute for that, that I don't want to be Brock adjacent. You know what I mean? (laughs) I don't need somebody that is close to you to give me information about you so that I can appear to have a relationship with you when I can just go to you for myself. And I think that people have just gotten this thing just, just mixed up. Okay. Now, (laughs) By the same token, there is a a little bit of mysticism, okay, to, to our Christian walk because I'm of a world that I'm not in, and I'm in a world that I'm not of. But I have a treasure from the world that I'm of housed in a body that only exists in the world that I'm in. And then it helps me navigate the world I'm in according to the system that controls the world where I'm of. So the life that I live now in this body, I live by faith in the Son of God and empowered by the Holy Ghost. Now that is some mysticism for me.
0: I just blacked out for a minute. Can you repeat that? (laughs) That's
2: a meth verse, bro. (laughs) She dropping bars. Yeah, that's a That's a verse. That's the mysticism. But I'm aware that God is still in control. Mm -hmm. You know, God's pushing the the buttons. All of this stuff belongs to him. So all the things that you're trying to use, you know, tarot cards and, and Ouija boards, and you're trying to transcendentally meditate, you know, and understand the universe through humanity, you cannot because it is all spiritual. You know, and so the attempts to do that is what gets people so far off track. You are trying to exclude God from something that was made solely by God. So you are going to be confused and you are get. you know what? The enemy tries to interpolate information in, but he where you get your information from is just as important as the information you get. He will never have good intentions. So even if you got some information, um, that seemed to be true from a medium who was talking to the dead. There are no good intentions right there. It's not going to work for your good.
0: Bammo. <laughs>
1: oh. <clears throat> yeah, no, all of those is uh, the first thing that came to me as was talking is like um, medicine with side effects. Medicine with side, side effects. Nothing actually um, heals you. It just masks whatever, the season that you're in. So people do tarot cards and different things like that, um, and it gives them certain amounts of revelation but holds truth away from them until you get real, actual revelation of what you're doing. Then the fear comes in later on. Yeah.
2: Like, what what, what happens? You know, you when you go to um, someone for them to read you or you go for the tarot reading... And they pull the death card or, you know, they, they tell you that something bad's going to happen. Now you've bought in, you know, you've, you've paid your money, you have your reading. Whose report are you going to believe now? You go in there and you get a bad report Well, I don't believe in them anyway because God is still in control. But then you're not waiting on God to give you answers. That's the reason why you went to them in the first place because you were tired of waiting. Like you can't have it both ways. You're not going to be able to have it both ways. You don't consult the dead about things that are happening in your life. You know, you don't consult the dead about the living. And living has no reason consulting the dead.
0: Period. Period. With a T. So, so we know, and there is a spiritual realm, an unseen realm. We understand that. We know that. So do you think, Shonda, because of, the way we're set up in the Western culture in Western culture, our main principality would probably be mammon money. Um, we don't deal much in other than in certain pockets. You don't hear much about voodoo. You don't feel that principality of witchcraft. I mean, you go to new Orleans, you could feel it, but it's not like people I know that's been to Haiti or been to countries where it's like, you get off the plane, and they, hey, <laughs> there, and, they, and right. they, they trying to put some fan on you or something, you like, what you fan to me with? Or you go to Africa, um, uh, you know, where witch doctors are there waiting for you, praying against you as you're getting off the plane. So do you think our Western culture has masked us from being able to really understand how dangerous this can be?
2: I, I think so. I also think, you know, Western culture has – um has made us look at some of those things and and has cast a light on some of those things that really wasn't necessary. Like there's no need to take all of an individual's spirituality away from them to enlighten them. You know, it's it's not necessary. There are people in in other cultures and all they know I think I, what I think it is, I think we forget the fact that what we do in Christianity is conjuring. And we have um, rituals and ceremonies, just like everybody else. We, When we are praying and speaking in tongues, we are conjuring the Spirit, but we're conjuring the Holy Spirit. You know, we are just conjuring. It is the source. What is the source you are connected to? And I think if we stop fighting about how you are contacting your source and just talk to you about contacting the right source. I think a lot of the things we struggle about and a lot of the after effect that people are getting from tarot cards would be different.
0: So you mean from the standpoint of like we did the the first show of, of this new season with um Pastor Keith where we talked about the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and how people reject tongue talking mm-hmm. and Things like that. So that's a way of getting rid of that aspect of spirituality. And so people try to find other sources.
2: Absolutely. Of spirituality. Right. But there's there's really only one that, that is effective for your good. Because I would never tell you that what you do is not effective. I can't tell you that it doesn't have, you know, an, an outcome. And there are some times where that outcome looks like it is favorable, the sad thing about that is that it may be favorable to you on this side, and you don't realize till you crossed over that it wasn't.
0: Well, it, it's a false sense of um, stabilization, and you know it made me think of Steph. Remember the movie uh, Bedazzled? Mm-hmm. You remember that movie uh, with Brendan? <laughs> he sold his soul to the devil, and he had, and every time he would try to say what he wanted he would get it but it would just be just a little and bit always something <laughs> it was all, it was never was it problem. was it was never like 100% so it's like he wanted to be this um he was in love with this woman so he sold his soul to be with this woman but he didn't feel like the way he was mm. he can get her so everything he did was try to be what he thought she wanted mm. so he was like um a drug dealer And, like, some cartel leader. But she was, like, sleeping with the the dude who was teaching her English or something. Or he wanted to be some sophisticated intellectual. But then he was gay. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, it was just, like, it was never exactly what he wanted. It was, like, always just, I'll give you 90% of what you asked for. Mm -hmm. But that 10% is what's going to mess you up. So he's, like, he was, like, oh. Big, huge, giant basketball star, and she was a reporter. She wanted to interview him. Then his tile fell, and he didn't have nothing for it down there. And she was like, oh, yeah, I have to go. I have this little interview I have to do. Little? What you call a little? No, it's just a little small blur. I mean, but you understand what I'm saying, Steph? So it's like you think that, like you said, Sean, there is a result. Mm-hmm. There is an outcome. Like I'm, And I've, I've told people, so I'll share a story. Before we get, so about um, three weeks ago, maybe a month, I got a phone call out of out of the blue. Somebody that me and Stefan do a prayer session with, calls me out of the blue. Hey, I got a friend um, who went to go get a reading. And I'm thinking like, and we had just been talking about uh, doing readings and opening these doors and familiar spirits. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was trying to explain to them, you know, what a familiar spirit is that when somebody says they got information, why that information can be accurate. You understand what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Because these familiar spirits are out there. Right. They hear what's being said. So they can say, if it's been an the atmosphere, they can say, well, this is being said, right. well, that's being said. So the friend gets on the horn with me. Fran begins to give me all these credentials, Sean. Oh, um, who their parents were within the church and all this other stuff. So I'm thinking to myself, like, these is your people, and you going to get a reading? Like, <laughs> okay. And this person praying to God, looking for an answer. Mm-hmm. The answer. The answer they got, but they wanted to know how long it was going to be. You see what I'm saying? So it's like mm-hmm. God gave you an answer, but he didn't give you a time frame. So now you need to know the time frame because it ain't moving at the pace you needed to. So this person goes to get a reading and this person is talking about, oh, I'm talking to God now. And they give him, and I'm thinking like, wait, they said they talking to God. What God <laughs> are they talking to? Right. And two, don't nobody need to confirm anything to you, you know, that God is our, because you know, The person is saying they knew all of this and they knew that. I said, yeah, they going to know that. I said, everything they told you was spot on because I said it's out there already. These is familiar spirits they dealing with. These people ain't just, a lot of these people can play, but a lot of them be deep into that spiritual realm and things like that. So I begin to proceed to let her know what was right, what was wrong, why it was wrong and things like that. But it blew my mind that, because of your impatience because of your inability to wait on what God was going to do that you took like we talked about you took it upon yourself to to do something you you tried to do the Abraham move well God ain't moving in my time so I need to go find somebody who would give me a better time frame and this is what I told and I ended the conversation like this I told the person I said look I said you want to know how much God loves you and, and the young lady said how much I said God loves you enough that I was having a conversation with this person about this exact thing that you reached out to them and they reached out to me to talk to you because God don't want you to go no deeper because the deeper you get, you're going to open doors that you cannot close. And I don't think people understand that Shonda. You cannot be um, possessed if you had a spirit of God, but you can be oppressed by the spirits that you allow to come into your home. Mm -hmm. Your kids don't have no peace. Your house don't have no peace. So you allow that oppressive spirit now to have attached itself to you. So you won't be spirit possessed, but you will be spirit oppressed.
2: Right. And eventually spiritually depressed (laughs) because people are looking for answers. They're looking for direction. It's not happening fast. You're not getting the answers you want. So you are looking for an alternative route or you're looking for, Um, A cheaper version, you know, because the vision from God is is expensive and you don't I don't have that kind of time. I don't have that kind of money. This is bigger than me. When is this going to happen? Is somebody going to love me? Is he going to look like this? Is he going to look like that? What what are his initials? What does it start with? Am I going to get this job? Am I going to make this amount of money? And you're asking for all these answers that have absolutely nothing to do with your soul. People are seeking answers for things that God don't care nothing about. Nothing about. And you can always find a knockoff on every corner. You can find a cheaper version. You can find a knockoff. You can find it. But when the threads start popping, you know what I mean, and the strings start hanging. And
0: you need it to be fixed. And you yeah. take it to somewhere and be like,
2: hey, can y'all fix this? Is this You're fake? Like, no.
0: That's yeah, fake. We
2: Exactly. Honest. So, no, just wait and just be patient. Just hold on. There's always a devil that is waiting to give you some truth. Because if he don't give you no truth, if you walk in and they just start lying right to you right out the gate, you're going to leave. But if you come in and they tell you some, a little bit of truth, then you all in. And even when they start telling you things that you don't, you don't even think they true because they gave you some truth in the beginning. You start accepting stuff that ain't even true because of a little bit of truth that you got.
0: <laughs> they gave you that little nugget. Right. You know, it's almost like like just a little bit to get you in. Exactly. And then everything else would be like, it'd be way off But of you. And now
2: you have bought it all. And you like, man, wait, is that? Right. Is that so-and-so? And you walk out of there. And now you're believing it in and what it becomes, you believe you create.
0: It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. You are
2: creating a reality that was never yours in the first place.
0: Go ahead, Steph.
2: I was about to say, I was about to tell a little story, right? Go ahead. I remember years ago, I'm out,
1: and uh, I was hanging with a buddy. And we always met at this spot down in uh, Harbor Town, and um, he had somebody new there. And, you know, usually we'd go all have a good time. He had somebody he knew this dude was looking at me, like just staring at me. I'm thinking, like, I never knew this dude. So he comes up to me, he's like, hey man, you know, he introduced himself. I say something to him. He's like, hey, I got something to tell you about somebody in your family. I'm like, huh? Now I remember years ago, my mom gave us um, uh, you know, some groundwork. Mm-hmm. She said, Oh, yeah, if somebody <laughs> wants to come to you with anything spiritual, ask them who do they come through? Mm-hmm. And so I asked this man, I said, who do, you, who, who do you serve? He said, what do you mean? I'm like, you know what I mean. I'm like, who do you serve? Do you serve God through Christ? He's like, I mean, I know of Jesus. I'm like, then you know, you and I both know you can't tell me nothing. Right. He looked and almost had like a, a fear look on his face. Come to find I'm staring at this dude. And he says, man, you know, I, man, I know you, whatever. He's like, you know, what? I'm going to take off. He just left. Never came back. Now, one of the things I'm going to say is how can something confirm what is only known by God? Most things need your agreement to create the result. Absolutely. Right? The strongest power you get, God has ever given any of us, is free will that He Himself honors. Everything else has to align with that exact same thing. So people will say, hey, can I tell you something? It's about a, a blessing coming into your life. But that's, they ain't tell you about the curse coming too. Mm -hmm. They ain't tell you about that either.
2: And if your life is already so raggedy and not blessed that you got to go consult with somebody to get a message from the dead, what makes you think that they're about to give you and pronounce all these blessings upon you? If you can't get in contact with God for yourself, what makes you think you're about to go pay somebody to bless you?
1: Going to the source almost guarantees the work being done is factory approved. Listen. <laughs> no, I was
0: about to hit it.
1: I was I was about, about to, to hit she pointed
0: she pointed up, hey sir. <laughs> hey, he dropped the bar. Don't you don't you make sure he get that same respect for dropping bars that I get. Make sure he get that same respect. But the, the thing that is crazy to me as well, uh, Shonda Steph is. We reading the word and the word talks about astronomers and mm-hmm. um magicians and you know, the story of when Moses first came to Pharaoh yeah. and the uh Moses turned his staff into a serpent and, and then theirs yeah. did too. And it was like so But his uh, his staff ate dev-
2: all theirs.
0: Devoured theirs. Um can't stand next to God. <laughs> no. But but me, but what I'm saying is the Bible talks about these things.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it talks about why we should even what was the one in um the story? What, was it Paul where the, the person wanted to make a profit off of like uh being able to the
2: Holy Spirit, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? So this ain't new, it's not. So why are we acting like it's brand new? I,
2: I don't know. I don't I don't know if we're acting like it's it's I don't know if we're acting like it's brand new because it, I think the Bible wasn't written to people who were just smart and educated, you know, like we are now. Right. They didn't have books about astronomy and astrology. They oh no, but everything was or yeah, they were astrologists. You know, they had to look at the moon and the stars. That's how they determined times the season. and seasons and that's how they knew, you know, when to plant and that's how they knew when the harvest time would come. That's how they knew the seasons. You know, they knew that it was spring because of how the the moon and the sun were aligned. They that's how they knew. You know, and so we still have some of that. You still right know when the seasons are changing like the, the sun is when it's on the dark side of the moon that's when winter is coming right you know yeah. the solstice and the, you know when the sun backs up you know it's it's winter and when it comes closer it's something we still have some of these same things but we are just aware that all of it is still in control of the wonderful awesome God and I think these things take a left when we attempt to give the control and the power, when we attempt to put it in somebody else's hands. That's what happened with Jezebel. You know, that, that's exactly what happened with her. She turned their entire city into pagan worship or f- to worship Phoenician gods and turned the heart of the king and had the, everybody just worshiping idols. So when we talk about the witchcraft, we always refer to the spirit of Jezebel and how she attempted to control uh, the king and control the people. And that's exactly what it is. It's an attempt to manipulate or to control an outcome. And I don't think people are aware that places like this or things like this are attempting to manipulate you, to get you under their control. And that's when it becomes bad. We have liberty in Christ. We are free. You know, we're not bound to anything. Paul said, if I'm going to be a slave to anything, I'm going to be a slave to Christ. So it just attempts to enslave you to something other than that, where there's bondage, there's no freedom. And that is what has people doing crazy things. But you can't pay for this. You can't pay for it. The fasting puts you in a position of submission. That puts you in a position to be able to hear from God to get clarity of thought and revelation where you can hear about your life when you can hear about the the secret things of God you can't pay for that there's no amount of money that can get you into the secret place there's no amount of money that can get the mysteries of holiness or the mysteries of the world revealed to you there's no amount of money that you have that you can somebody can tell you you going to heaven Absolutely. You know, it's, it's no amount of money.
0: Right. And 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 so to bring it back to something you had brought up at the very beginning of the podcast, Shonda, you talked about um, Christianity being a type of mysticism or um, from that standpoint. And it makes me think mainly when you go back to the Old Testament, like Daniel, the astronomers tried mm-hmm. to interpret the dream and they said, I have someone who can interpret a dream. And Daniel would have been considered a mysticist of that time because right. he was able to interpret what King Nebuchadnezzar's dream w- was. Joseph, mm-hmm. who had his dreams, and he was then able to interpret Pharaoh's dreams and things like that. To us spiritually, we would look at that as gifts from God. Mm-hmm. But to the world, or well, gifts from God, prophets, whatever it may be. But to the world... These are psychics. These are mystics. These are whatever term you want to fill in. Right. So how do we then in church prevent ourselves from falling into those traps?
2: You just got to, you really got to be submitted because it's such a fine line. It's such a fine line. Um, which is why we have the situations we have now with people who are well-known prophets who have gotten into charging people, you know, money, pay this certain amount of money and we'll have people call you and prophesy to you or pay this certain amount of money and we'll bless you. You have transitioned over.
0: Or pay a, pay a certain amount of money for me to come to your church yeah, and, and give a prophetic word to the Absolutely. people at the church and things like that.
2: Yeah. It's a very fine line. And, you know, I believe that the, the prophet is worthy of his hire or the, the pastor or the minister or whatever. You know, That we should bless them when they come. We should take care of them, you know, when they come. But for you to say, I'm not coming unless I get $10,000 up front. Plus. Um, yeah, plus room and board. I need somebody to come to the airport. And then you got a full rider, you know, of, of the things that you need in your room. And
0: then we doing a money line afterwards. Right. The- and
2: all the money I raise goes to me. You have fleeced, you know, the, the, the church of God. You have crossed a line. And I think that when we start to, um, when we want to be paid for what God gives us for free, I think we are crossing a line. God knows how to take care of you. You do the work for free. He will make sure that you are compensated for, for the time that you put in to being prepared to do the work. He will reward you, but we don't believe that anymore. We don't believe that anymore. We have left the basic elements of the faith, and we have put our faith into things that we think produce quickly.
0: Absolutely.
2: And I think that's where we've missed the mark because we want it fast. Anything you get real fast and you don't have time to look at the fine print of it, chances are something wrong with it.
0: That McDonald's fast food microwave dinner culture. Go ahead, Steph.
1: So sort of, your question was again because I was writing as you had stated the question, to Shonda.
0: Well, it was just about us. How do we prevent ourselves from falling into the trap? Because Daniel, Joseph, these were prophets. These were men who God gave them the ability to interpret dreams, or Dan, in Daniel's case, or in Joseph's case, show him a, a future that was going to happen and how to prepare for that future. So I say in turn, how do we as saints prevent ourselves from falling into these traps of making sure, knowing the fine line between men of God, prophets of God,
1: and people who are just trying to. Oh, yeah, I understand your question. Yeah, so the only way that you can understand things that are spiritual would be the source from God. Um, to understand human things or to be humanistic, those are things that we can all understand. But to understand things that are spiritual, you need the source. You need God. Anything that in stages of elevation um, that come from God are always tracked and traced where you can look back. Like I know we, we say the saying all the time, life lived forward, understood, and reverse." Mm-hmm. And you can see the chronological order of different things and say, wow, Father, look how far you brought me. Things that are out side of God are always confusing, always. So when we try to break down something and it's confusing, we got to get back to the source. It's it's the exact same. The only way we can pre- prepare for something like that is like the same thing somebody does when they go to a weight competition. They prepare for weeks for it. They, they fast. They go to the gym. They're constantly building themselves in order to hit these, you know, these uh, PRs and different things like that when they go to these competitions. We have to get back to seeking after God, being just like you said, those uh, prominent characters in the Bible that chase after God constantly. People you know, talk about the Daniel fast. Before there was a Daniel fast, there was the Daniel fast. Daniel fasted without actually having a Daniel fast. This was something that he did in order to get a response from God, and we've gotten away from that. People do a Daniel fast without actually fasting the way Daniel fasted. They do Daniel. just the fast. right? And Daniel. Just for fast sake. Just for fast sake and say, Father, I just fasted. or I, I didn't get any desired results. You didn't really fast. right? Daniel gave up something he had, the only things he had to give. That's all he had was the food and stuff. So he gave that up and said, you know what? I need to seek out God. I am. I need to to get a response from God. And he got a response from God. Absolutely. So we got to get back to that. Absolutely. So so
0: let me let me kind of shift it a little bit. Um and just talk about specifically about our community. And when I say our community, I mean the black community. There has been a push since I would say since the the late 70s early 80s with um getting back to Africa and understanding our roots and spiritualism of Africa and the um, understanding where we came from. So there's been a push as we go and try to understand our roots of being um, kidnapped and brought over here that we begin to say that we adopted um, a white man's religion and we need to get back to understanding what our true spiritual roots are. And the things that God, not the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but God intended for us. So there's been a push within our community the last 40 plus years to understand our African heritage and the spiritualism of Africa. And that is reflected in our music. That is reflected in our symbolism, in our clothes, and symbolism in our um Whatever, things that we do for the culture. So my question, and I'll start with you, Rabbi, is have we gone too far into trying to be genuine to the culture, genuine to who we are, genuine to what where we came from that we've been um, neglectful or fallen asleep on our post, I guess I would say, of understanding what we— you know still understanding that this conflicts with god
2: i think so and i think we've i think we've made such um a big deal about choosing between the two that we have forced people like we've made african spirituality look so bad you know we've made it so detestable and so demonic even in spaces where it's not that we have pushed People to be more about culture than spirituality. And then we want them to choose between the two. Okay. Either you're going to be for the culture or you're, you're going to be spiritual. When
0: But you can't be both.
2: But you can't be both. But in, indeed you can. Because before I realized that I was saved, I was black. Right. You know, and being displaced from where you from. Kidnapped you should know absolutely. Kidnapped and and and, and taken, you know, whatever by term by force. You, right. You know, and and translated to a, a place where you would your name was taken away. Your your culture was taken away. Um your spirituality with how you worship, you know, was taken away. And you come over here, you're gonna do it like this. You're gonna speak this language. And it just totally separates you from everything historical about you. And you are forced to live and learn an entirely different culture that doesn't accept you, love you, or respect you, or even consider you to be a whole human. So, at some point, there there's going to be a part of you that that's in search that goes in search of that of that culture. And when we are all spirituality without the cultural piece, it's it's it doesn't fit. Something doesn't sit right. I need to know who I am and where I come from, so that I can actually have a full picture of God. Because if I'm created in the image of God, I would like to know where I came from.
0: Absolutely. You know,
2: I want to know where I came from, because that's the image, where I came from. Because the image that is shown to me doesn't look like me, talk like me, think like me, feel like me, or reason like me. So I just want to know. So I think theres a there's been this push from the culture... And then there's been this push from from the church. I don't think all African spirituality is wrong. Okay. I really don't. Um, I think that we do some of the exact same things. You know, And the Bible that we read from is not the original Bible. You know, it is the Egyptian Coptic Bible that was, you know, originated in Africa. So, yeah, I don't think that how um, we do things. It's wrong. I don't think you need to take everything away from an individual. Just add to what they have.
1: Okay,
0: we're going to come back to that. Steph?
2: Yeah,
1: I I agree with the points that Shonda made because some of the stuff that are points that I haven't even considered um, in all honesty because most of the time when they talk about uh, um, African spirituality is always somebody with the legs of a goat. And it's like, you know, somebody was floating and somebody was on the broom and this and that. And that's one aspect of African spirituality. Um, and then there's a whole nother following of going through Christ Jesus um, that has some customs that go along with it um, in the same standard. But, again, we're also one of the ones that we talk about being free from the religious aspects of certain things. Mm-hmm. So it kind of follows in the same lines of them trying to pass down uh, African spirituality to us of something that was forgotten, and a lot of people want to crave that and pick that up to say, hey, we've missed out on this. Some of the stuff I don't believe is worth picking up. Right. (laughs) (laughs) In all honesty. (laughs) Right. Right. You know? So some people try to tell me certain things that, hey, you should try like the." I know the one thing is, like, the, the big smoke. I've never seen anything other than the smoke. What is it? The Sage? The sage. Yeah. Burning sage and stuff like that. I don't think the sage does much other than cloud roll. Right, right. (laughs) So it gives you a mystic feeling, Mm -hmm. you know, because I I don't think spirits care too much about the smell regardless, whatever the smell is. Right. So I don't know if, again, something can be attached to – Burning the sage and it being a ritual and you inviting something in. Mm-hmm. I know that doesn't call the spirit of God to come to, oh, sage. Right. Here I am. I, no. Right. I've right. dealt with some spirituality things, and the only source that worked was the name of Jesus. That mm-hmm. was the only one that worked.
2: Right. And then we we over here in Western culture have some churches that also pass snakes, uh, pass venomous snakes around. Uh, because Paul was bitten by a snake and it didn't hurt him. And because of the scripture that says, and if, you know, he drink any poison or if he's bitten by a snake that he, he was okay. So they're passing venomous snakes around, um, in the church services. Um, I'm gonna pass on that. And you know, I, I, that's a hard no for me.
0: Super hard. No.
2: Yeah. And, and they are just dancing and jumping around and speaking in tongues and just passing snakes around. And if you get bit, um, and many of them have died. Um and so yeah, no. We don't really talk about that. Um so the, and there are cultures over in Africa that also speak in tongues. You know, but because of the way they dance and you know and, and the way they move.
0: It looks you know. like they're conjuring up something. Right. Because they we are. But I'm and saying so we, are we. But I'm saying yeah. To them mm-hmm. is it's not a dignified way right. to do it. To them, yeah. there's it it brings me back to a story that you were talking about with David. Um I don't know if that was you, Steph, early on. We was talking about David when he brought, um, when he brought the ark back. But After remember
1: Shada told me that story. I'll be honest. <laughs> I'll be right that story because it always brings me joy now when I read that story. Right. That story.
0: But but the reason I bring it up is because he was dancing amongst the people to the point that his wife, um, daughter of Saul Saul said that's not the way a king is supposed to act right that's not embarrassed she was embarrassed for him Mm -hmm. and but the thing was that the spirit of God was upon them and the ark was returning back yes and it reminds the song Fred Hammond when the spirit of the Lord comes upon my heart I will dance like David danced yes and that's where that comes from Mm
2: -hmm.
0: that there is no right way when the spirit of the Lord hits
2: you, absolutely,
0: there is no. I'm feeling embarrassed. There ain't no my snotty face crying, yeah. dripping.
2: Yeah,
0: when it when the spirit of the Lord hits you, mm-hmm. however it hits you, whether. You don't it be, know what you gonna do. <laughs> what you gonna do?
2: Where you gonna end up at? How did I get back here in the back? You don't know how you got back there. We do. Right. We tell you about <laughs> right.
0: It. We here. Watch this video. We, <laughs> right when got it on this phone right here for you to see. I mean, you understand what I'm saying. So, um, we have to understand that. So, real quick, Shonda, because we right. I just want.
1: <laughs> I never picked up a coffee <laughs> cup. <cold. laughs>
0: <laughs> Stephan made himself a homemade Kufi Yeah
1: Kufi cool. <laughs> Cause <laughs> every time I've been wanting to get one for the longest Cause me As soon as he starts talking about African I always gotta start bringing <laughs> So this is the homemade one
0: That's his homemade Kufi I'm taking a picture of posting this Take a picture from me Rabbi So we can get this on the, uh, on the Instagram page So people can see his homemade Kufi Back to the motherland We go Got it? I got it. (laughs) All right. So let me ask you, Rabbi, because it's a couple things you said, so I don't want to lead the show and then we get it misconstrued. Like when you talk about mysticism and Mm -hmm. certain things that we could, uh, not all African spirituality is bad and things like that. Mm -hmm. Would you care just to elaborate a little bit more just for greater understanding?
2: How do you want me to elaborate? Or or just... like Christianity in itself, there's some mysticism in it. And it's really how we use, you know, the terms. You know, to be, we are of this world.
0: But not in this world. And not in it. And and we're and talking about the, a, the indwelling in spirit and right. speaking in tongues. like Absolutely. Like there are certain churches within Christianity that speaking in tongues is like, y'all do that?
2: Exactly. So there, you, you speak in a... You, you just stop talking in English when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will speak a language that you've never been taught. A language will bubble up. I'm getting chill bumps. <laughs> a language will bubble up out of your belly and come out of your mouth. Now, if that's not a bit of mysticism for you, I don't know what is. And I think how we use the terms is what turns people off. Because we say that Because Africans words are, can
0: mean things, right. but when they mean something for us, it's okay. But when it means something against us, then we can no we'll longer use it. use it for
2: us. Right. So So it's said, like woke. Yep. Because everybody who say they woke ain't woke.
0: Yeah. Or the way woke is used now, everybody used woke. Yeah. And woke was just the term that we use within the community, mm-hmm. meaning pay attention to what's going on out here. Stay woke, brother. Right. And now it's like, oh, well, you're woke. What does woke mean?
2: Right. And they okay, came my to My eyes are open. <laughs> right. That's not what we're talking about. And so I think people who need d- additional explanation are just still in denial about how we use terms because all Africans are not conjuring bad spirits. And the same things they do to conjure spirits, we do to conjure the Holy Spirit. You know, it's the same thing. It's the same words, but we just think of conjuring as something bad. I just want people to understand that the word is what it is. It's how you use it. You know, it, there is some mysticism in Christianity.
0: Back to Daniel, read re- interpreting Nebuchadnezzar's dream, right. and but it was Nebuchadnezzar. Who was the king after Nebuchadnezzar? I can't remember, I can but, remember. but he interpreted, like we said, he interpreted their dream. These weren't men of God who dreams he interpreted either. Right. Joseph had a vision of what was going to happen in mm-hmm. the future. Right. We're going to have a time of harvest and then there's going to be a time of famine. So during the time of harvest, we need to do this to prepare for that. Right. Like if somebody said that to you, now you're like, huh? Oh, it was you on that stuff. Right. Noah getting a word from
2: God to build something. That for something that they had never heard of. Or seen. Or seen. Like, come so So, yeah, come on. Mysticism is the belief that direct knowledge of God or spiritual truth or an ultimate or alternate reality can be obtained through intuition or the imagination. But the imagination is the playground of the Holy Spirit. You need that imagination because if you can see it, you can be it. If you can imagine it, you can obtain it. He uses your imagination to expand your territory. You need that. John on the Isle of Patmos said, I, John, saw a holy city, a new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven. And then he began to describe what he saw. Um, m- Mysticism. His imagine- can you imagine? You have to imagine it to be able to see it.
0: Excuse me. Isaiah. And then I saw the angel of the Lord grab a
2: coal. Yeah. And put the and put it on my mouth. Okay, yeah. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up, and his train filled a temple, and then there were the angels. With two he covered his eyes, with two he covered his mouth, and with two he did fly. Listen. <laughs> Somebody get to talking that now. Nah, you like, Shonda, no, we I, need to get you hold of. Listen, these things. This it's just sounds mystical and it sounds so, so far off.
0: So you're saying that we have what we do is because whether we want to believe it or not, we're spiritual beings. Absolutely. And whether we want to believe it or not, there is a spiritual realm that we cannot see. Yes. But we want a watered down version of what we believe so we don't have to confront. The mystical parts of what we believe, the spiritual parts of what we believe, the conjuring up of what we yeah. believe. Because I remember what what we call tearing for the Holy Ghost, mm. they call conjuring yeah. of a spirit. Yeah. You praying and asking for, God. for the
2: infilling. Yeah, absolutely. Let me let me say this witchcraft, mysticism, new ageism are occult substitutes for the miracles of God. Satan's counterfeits for spirituality. People seek supernatural experiences that God didn't endorse. And you try to get it some other way than waiting for God.
0: Take them fake Jordans off. <laughs> hey, honey, I found you some Jordans. Hmm, You found me some what? My, them Air Bordens. That ain't no Air Jordans. But you understand what I'm saying, Steph? Mm-hmm. So, so I I get what you're saying. I like that Rabbi because we have to accept our own. Because people who are atheists are agnostic looking at all of us like we crazy, right?
2: Exactly. And as soon as they say something like you're you're conjuring, now you're offended that right. they use the word conjuring, and now you abort the mission, right? Because you're you're mad about the word that they used. Like, listen. First of all, d- do some etymology. Do some study of words. Conjuring is the same whether you're in Africa, America, Spain, Latin, wherever you are, whatever language, conjuring is the same. And we all do it. Just what is your source? You know, what is the source? That's what makes it an issue, the source. Steph, I can't lead after that. I mean, she 100% right.
1: That is the, when, when you go... When you use God as the source in any direction, doesn't matter, that is the one that gets the desired result. Um, Most people don't understand that a word that comes from God is always a confirmation. Daniel tells uh, Nebuchadnezzar something, it's a confirmation. It's always a confirmation when God tells and use a prophet to tell somebody something, then they understand it. Less it's something that he he said about the future. It takes a time
2: mm-hmm.
0: for you to get the confirmation of something. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, because we could probably go another 30 minutes we start going there. But remember, Nebuchadnezzar didn't even want to tell them what he dreamed. God had to tell Daniel. Remember, then he said, remember, Daniel walked in there and was like, This is what you dreamed. And Nebuchadnezzar was like, Oh, okay, yeah. You know what he's talking about. Like, he was like, Oh, this is what you dreamed. And this is what it means. So he knew it, it was confirmation. confirmation. So God even giving worldly people confirmation. Mm-hmm. He ain't even like, because the one thing that I was always taught is a, a word that comes from God that the that person to say is coming from God through Jesus will only confirm something you either already been praying about or already God has something that told you was going to come to pass. It's never going to be something you ain't, Heard, been told once before, or something like this, or so, so like um, the the um, Sheer, who's pregnant now. She uh, was at that church, Kiera. Kiara. She was at that church, and the man told her, "God just told me to tell you, is is healed, and he ain't know, but it was her womb, mm-hmm. and now she, because she That's had what good. three, three, four miscarriages mm-hmm. prior to that. Man, at church didn't even know that about her. Right, gave her a word. So that was the he ain't say nothing right. that she hadn't either been praying for, mm-hmm. asking God for, yeah. whatever. God, that's how he worked. Yeah. That's how he worked. So
2: yeah, we need all of these things. You need astrology. You need astronomy. You know what I mean? You it's how you understand the world that you live in, how you understand the operation of the stars and the moons. You need that knowledge. But you can't believe
0: in it. Oh, yeah. Well, even the Bible talks about In Joe, the constellations, Orion's belt, things like that. But it's when you believe that they have an active on on your – I can go on Yahoo right now and pull up a horoscope for Mm. each one of us. Then I can go to MSC and pull up a whole different horoscope. Then I can go on Gmail and pull up a whole different horoscope. What I'm saying is you're going to get 10 different horoscopes from 10 different sources. But this source right here, this book – going to give you one confirmation for your life and it says seek ye what first the kingdom yes. and all is righteousness and all these things will be added unto you that don't tell you whether you are capricorn or sagittarius or whether you are non sionary like stephen right. whatever it may be if you're doing right by him <laughs> yes. it'll come to pass absolutely so The block is hot. The block is hot. The block is hot. So normally I let everybody. You got some stuff today, because if you don't,
1: not a block is hot. I got something from Shonda Topic. <laughs> God out here, God, God out, out here, time. got, I got
0: something, okay. I got so we we so block is hot. Um, real quick, me and Shonda already kind of talked about what we was gonna talk about through a text thread. And did you? Did you see the video with Dietrich Hatton and his wife Uh-oh. dancing? Nope. So let me show you that real really quick. Really call it dancing. <laughs> I'm gonna show you Steph. and uh, and go ahead, Rabbi. You start.
2: Well, there was a a video where Pastor Dietrich Hatton turned 50 years old, and he I think it was a Snoop song playing in the background.
0: I believe so. They were wow. at Sofi. He had rented out space at SoFi stadium where the Rams play. Okay. Um, but continue, go
1: ahead.
2: And there was a Snoop song playing in the background. Now I'm familiar with Snoop. You know, I've heard a few Snoop songs. I, the the song was playing in the background and it wasn't the clean version of the song. Um, you know, issue, issue number one for me, it wasn't the clean version of the song. Um, and the, second part is she was twerking or grinding on him um ferociously to say the least and I tell you what my my issue my issues are um one the the person who has the phone is 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 one problem I don't have a problem with your wife um dancing on you like that. I have a problem with her dancing on you like that in public because she should be attracted to you like that. She should, you know, see you and want to be all on you. That's how children are made. Absolutely. You know, if, if Christians wasn't sexy, we wouldn't have a whole bunch of little Christians running around. So we do know that it's something going on, but, um, I listen, do whatever, do, do whatever you want to do. Um, but how you do it and where you do it, it is important. The call on your life should it should check you about some stuff that you get ready to do. It should at least check you about where you do it at. And for all the people who were saying, "Man, y'all y'all need to let that man live," you know, let them. man. I'm, I'm not the one trying to keep the man from living. I, I think he should absolutely live and he should live well. But let me tell you something. Just because people got your back and just because they celebrate you, just because your friends be laughing and joking and telling you, hey, do whatever you, hey, do what you do. You do whatever you want to do. I'm going to love you no matter what. I'm with you. I, I got your back. Let me tell you something. Hell is too hot. And heaven is too wonderful to let some laughing, joking friend who's been around you a long time high-five you all the way to hell. The scariest thing, you scared to tell somebody the truth because they make a lot of money or because they got a big name. You scared to tell them, hey, hey, dog, you probably shouldn't do this right here. Or somebody, hey, cut the camera off. Everybody don't need to see this. You know, y'all need to go on to the back. And you should, probably shouldn't have this song cussing everybody out in, in the background because you know they're going to post this on social media. And you are a um, a pastor. You scared to tell them that? You ought to be scared to tell them, like, hey, um, one day you just might hear Depart From Me. I never knew you.
0: We need more spirits of Nathan to just tell you what it is. Yeah, you um, can
2: stand in a circle of blessings and still be a castaway.
0: So I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm, I'm gonna just be honest, forthright. When I first saw it, I'm kind of like, "This is wife." You know what I'm saying? You know, you know how I get, Shonda. Like, yeah. this is wife. But I then I really sat on it and I thought about it and I said, "You know what? These. This is what I came up with." I understand why people felt the way they did. I understood why, and then it just two things: not everything is unlawful to me, but not everything is expedient. And if the right hand defends the left, cut it off. And sometimes we just have to we have to lose battles to win war. This ain't this ain't the hill that I'm gonna die on. And Dietrich had shouldn't use this as the hill to die on. Because he made his statement afterwards when the stuff came out, and I understood where he was coming from because, you know, he's like, hey, this is my wife. Y'all don't be saying nothing with people be doing this that ain't they wife. You understand what I'm saying? But, but we do. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, but I'm just saying.
2: Listen, I, it is not my job to make anybody feel comfortable in their folly. It's, it's not my job. It's not my job to celebrate that. It's not my job to high-five that. Yes, that's your wife, and she should want you. You know what I mean? She should want you as long as she wants you. But when you are out in public, you should respect the call that's on your life. You should respect it. It was disrespectful. It was disrespect. It was disrespectful for the call on your life, for you to do that in a public space. Knowing that you could become a stumbling block for somebody, and the same, just like you, just like he said, well, you know what, y'all don't say nothing with somebody, and it ain't their wife. You just set the stage for a whole bunch of people to be with somebody that ain't their wife. You just made them look like it's okay.
1: Steph, I, I like that line Shana said, where it's not her job to be, um, you know, somebody's folly. To celebrate uh, celebrate and make you feel
2: comfortable in your folly.
1: And actually, there's more folly around us than anything. So I agree with her. Of course, you do. Wow.
0: So um, Shonda has come up with a new segment because we always talk about God out here, God. So what I'm going to do is, we're going to do it now if y'all have something to add. But what I'm going to do is, moving forward, we'll do it. Right after the intro of the show, so like I introduce us, then before we dive into the topic, okay. It's, so it's like a praise report. That's there you go. go. You see what I'm go. saying? I like so that. I like that. See, y- y'all come up, y'all y'all put it on the y'all put it on the team. Oh, you do what you do, and then I hit it out the park. Yeah, you go. That's what, what we're talking about. We teamwork <laughs> here. Here we go. Yeah. So, Steph, you had something you want to?
1: I do. I just want to uh, really uh, harp on how. The more I surrender to God, the more he just makes things okay in my life. And I have a lot going on, and it can be a lot of pressure on me. And I am um, I know typically God uses, or the way he uses what works with me is he wants me to be a good steward to anybody. He wants you to be a good steward over right. the blessings he gives you. And I'm, I try to be. I'm like a stickler. I try to be really uh a, a good steward over my blessings and to the point it can create some stresses. And God is teaching me constantly, hey, surrender this to me. Surrender this to me. So recently I had some little things in my job. It was some um some problems with some brick orders, things like that. And uh I just surrendered it to God. I'm like, you know, I gotta keep progressing with the job. I'm not gonna focus on that. I'm gonna focus on The positive part. So many suppliers were telling me September, October, and, you know, later I've got to finish this project in July. God worked it out to where this person called me, came by, showed me a brick, and the full brick stock was in. Immediately happy. In the same day, I'm short-staffed, and I have three able bodies that come to me and say, hey, I need work. Now they've been working with me for three weeks. And we've been getting a lot of work done. Right. And I just, as I look at this, I look at, I try to uh, use this as a mirror to the stories that we read in the Word. To where it's, you know, these these things that we can see the storyline. We can see the start of it. We can see the storyline. Like, we can, we can look at, um, uh, what's the one that was out in the field gleaming? Uh, Ruth, Ruth. We can look at uh, Ruth and Boaz and look mm-hmm. at her story and see how destroyed uh, Ruth was in her beginning, how uh, uh, you know emotionally destroyed she was, and how right. she went through what she went through. And Boaz was a blessing to her. We don't look at our own stories in like the minute details in those right. small areas that God is really making a way force so I was just really rejoicing and just thanking God. Just even in that instance to where it's like, Father, I thank you for supplying me the things that I need, right? Because right. everything I have, He is the the manager over it. He just makes me the liaison, right?
2: And that's the way I look at it.
1: So I just want to thank God for that. That is something that was amazing. I love it, Rabbi. You got something?
2: Uh, well, you know. I- I was actually just thinking about the
1: talk that
0: talk Sean. <laughs> I no, no, about no. the
2: topic. I didn't know we were gonna run it today, but hey, since we out here, I was really I'm thankful that God out here guiding for real, and He be looking at things that we're not even paying attention to, or that we've forgotten about. Like God spoken the word to us, and we're just you know holding on to the word and going on with our lives, but He didn't forget. Like, I realize now that I am living in the midst of a word that he spoke a long time ago. And for me, it's a long time ago. For him, it was just yesterday. Like, he, in his, for God, it hasn't been a long stretch of time. Because he doesn't exist in time. You know, he's outside of time managing our time. And, like, I got invited to come and be the speaker for um, Work Skills, to talk to their leadership team because their CEO just said, I admire you as a person. She's like, I I just, I love who you are as a person. You know, can you just come and talk to us about love and leadership? Like I never knew I would be the, the person talking about love and leadership. But that is what it has come, it has just morphed into that. And God has been opening doors and windows just back to back. And I just appreciate him for that. Like your name or my name was being mentioned in rooms where where I wasn't. In rooms where opportunities were.
3: Well, that's how yeah.
0: God operates. Yeah, that's, awesome. that's how God yeah. operates. I told
1: you, Sean, he got you on tour. You ain't even know.
0: <laughs> and that was another segment of The Block Is Hot. And our new segment, God out here, guiding. I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a beat for God out here, God. Well, I got a, tons of things I can add. You better say something, bro. You
1: what you doing, bro? You What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing?
0: No, I'll just I'll just I'll just say how God out here, God, and I appreciate it is that no matter how far um, I get into a situation, He has a way of pulling me back in. To to have God really be in my heart, where when I do something that I know is wrong. And he pressing on me and pressing on me and pressing on me. And I'm sitting here being the one like, no, nah, I ain't doing it, though. I ain't doing it, though. I'm sitting here like I'm like Jonah at the bottom of the boat when the, <laughs> the ship's shaking. And they like, we need y'all to call. And Jonah just down there chilling like, like he I, don't just, know, what is that? I don't know what's, what, what's, what, what y'all talking about. And they down there like, hey, bruh.
2: They
0: about to die. We about to die. So they like, no, see, you the problem. And what you don't understand is sometimes in your disobedience to not do what God wants you to do, you messing everybody else situation up. Mm. Cause God trying to get you in order, so you around you like uh, what's the one uh, Charlie Brown that used to have the dirt <laughs> the, the cloud pig pen pig pen. It's just all around, and everybody around you just getting a little bit of that that dust. <laughs> but he he, uh, I had a situation this week where I. I Lashed out and God brought me back in, but it took a couple days of me being um, hard headed before I was, I had to submit myself. So I appreciate his grace and his
1: love.
2: Cause he could have left you out there like that. Left you out to dry.
1: But it took some awareness for them people on that boat to know. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Hello, Somebody (laughs) on the boat. Somebody on the boat. Hey, hold
1: on. Real quick. There's a noun on this
0: boat. Real quick before we go, because one thing I'm not is a hater. There is a a young lady who I want to say y'all need to give her a follow on Instagram. I'm going to pull her name up real quick. And the reason I'm going to say her name is because if y'all want a good laugh, she is hilarious i sent the clip to shonda this week um i followed, I followed her oh you end up following oh, her yeah. um her name is Heels of hope is her instagram name and she has these segments where she's like um what my mind is thinking as i'm reading the bible yeah. and uh-huh. if you want to have a good laugh yeah. Heels of hope on instagram give her a she follow
2: calling them names. Yeah,
0: she's a, uh-huh. uriah carey and right. all that other stuff so but uh we're gonna close out. This was a great conversation, great topic. I'm pretty sure we might come back here again, but um, we're gonna close it out, Steph.
1: Oh yeah, oh uh, oh yeah, I gotta do my clothes. I, oh, my <laughs> God. I, God. I <laughs> thought <laughs> we was three Yeah, we did a Baptist service today. Come on, Uriah <laughs> Carey. <laughs> right. We got three closes. I know. yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um uh, make sure that what you're doing, you're doing it uh through God. Don't rush the steps. Um, and make sure that everything that you're doing, uh, is within the guidelines of what God wants you to do for your life. Only way you can do that is by chasing after God and he can give you the revelation, knowledge and understanding that you need. Trust me, you're not missing anything. He will reveal at the right time that what you need. And I'm saying that not just to you, I'm saying that in my own life because there's some things that... I'm impatient about also, but I got to trust to know that God has me and everything that I need, he will deliver at the right time. Keep on progressing. Amen, amen, amen. (laughs) Rabbi?
2: um, I read this when God was talking to the children of Israel in Deuteronomy chapter 18. When you enter the land, the Lord your God is giving you, Do not learn to imitate the detestable ways of the nations there. Let no one be found among you who sacrifices their son or daughter in the fire, who practices divination or sorcery, interprets omens, engages in witchcraft or casts spells, or who is a medium or spiritist, or who consults the dead. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord." We have to be mindful of where we get our information from, the sources that we attach ourselves to, and anything that we attach to outside of God is sucking life from you and not adding life to you. And anything that's going to keep you out of the presence of God is not worth your time. Enjoying the pleasures of sin for a season is not worth spending an eternity in a place that is without God. So guard your heart, guard your soul, guard your spirit, because there's an enemy who is walking around to and fro, just looking for who can he can devour. So let us not be those people.
0: Amen, amen, amen. So y'all know from time to time I love to do my own closing or I'll let somebody do my closing for me. So today um, I'm going to let Jackie Hill Perry close us out Um So let me go ahead and uh, pull up Jackie Hill.
3: to be black. You are not more black by engaging in witchcraft that is still propagating a white supremacist lie that black people in Africa didn't know Jesus. I am angry that the powers that be in social media and in culture and in music and in Beyonce's music and in Kalani's music and in whatever the other, and in Santa, like I'm angry that they are really trying to convince us that all spiritualism is the same. And we have digested this impurity and this, we, we want so bad not to be legalistic that we actually become profane. We want so bad to have all these freedoms that we are entertaining demons, and you wonder why you are depressed, and you wonder why you are anxious, and you wonder why you have nightmares, and you wonder why you can't sleep, and you wonder why you see things in your room at night. It's because you're opening up doors to all kinds of demons. Close them. Whatever you got in your home that's witchcraft, throw it away. Throw it away. Burn everything you got. Because we are women who are going to love God with all of our heart and all of our mind and all of our soul. We are not going to imitate the detestable practices of the nations.
0: Amen. 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 And with that being said, we want to thank you all for listening to another episode of Road to Damascus, where it's not about the road, it's about the journey. And man or woman, none of us will follow the detestable practices of these nations. Till next time, we're out.